Hello, everybody. This is the Three the Hardware podcast. That must be extremely annoying for our listeners, and I think the levels in Audacity fucked everything up. <laughs> anyway, this is Pat checking in through the Hardware podcast, episode forty something. Um, checking in from beautiful, beautiful Boston. It was a gorgeous day out. Awesome, beautiful. Got to spend nine hours inside. Even better. <laughs> Just living the dream. I did get to bike to work and back, and the drivers weren't too assholeish. Though I was downtown Boston to get some my first pair of Chuck's All Stars or whatever, and I was on Newberry Street, and people drive like fucking maniacs in downtown Boston. Oh my god, yeah, especially around that area. Holy shit! But they're talking about. I heard they're talking about making it a pedestrian um, zone like once a week, which I think would be. I just heard this that they want to make Newberry a. uh... Yeah, a walking only. That'd be kind of a I good think, idea. Like one day a week would be great. Like they closed out Memorial Drive in Cambridge once a week. That's awesome. Yes, but enough about Boston's infrastructure woes. Sitting to my left is hello. It's Kevin. Wow, new catchphrase. <laughs> you know, I'm always I'm always mixing things up. Uh, this is Kevin coming at you from Somerville, Massachusetts, and it was a very very beautiful day. I. Uh, I went out to a beautiful, uh, actually it's not, I thought it was awesome, but it's Brookline. I went, I took my, uh, my lady, oh, my wife my out. my neck of the woods. Yeah, I went up to your neck of the woods and took, uh, Tina out to, uh, uh Stoke Pizza out there in Austin for lunch, and it was delicious. Stoke Pizza? Stoked, yeah. They actually, before they used to just be a, uh, a food truck, but they finally opened up okay. a brick and mortar restaurant. And okay. uh, it's it's well worth it. It's uh, it's really really delicious. We actually used to go to stuff all the time, in that we would uh, we'd be interested in stuff. Like I was saying before the podcast, I'm interested in all sorts of events on Facebook. Whether or not I end up going is another thing. But uh, the thing that used to push us over the edge to actually go into stuff was that we find out that Stoke Pizza was going to be there. And uh, we, <laughs> that was the denominator. Yeah, we uh, like for instance uh, last summer we went to see Shakespeare in the Park in the Commons, and which we're you know sort of interested in. But then we found out Stoke Pizza was going to be there, and it was on, and so we we went and enjoyed some pizza and got some culture. So uh, yeah, so yeah, things are uh, things are good today. Uh, how about you, Why Maddie? Don't we have a three the hard way uh, food truck someday. Oh yeah, let's open up a food truck. What kind of food would we would we make? I don't know, cereal? We could have a cereal truck. We can make toast, different kinds of bread. I can do those things. Yeah, that would be great. We could could make burgers. We can all do that. Or ramen, Mm -hmm. but not like fancy ramen. We just like make like those packets of ramen for people. Oh, yeah, and we would charge just an extra few cents on top of that. Yeah, exactly. For the, uh, it's a convenience fee. (laughs) It's a convenience fee, yeah, like Ticketmaster. Yeah. Exactly. The, the the packet of ramen costs 30 cents, and uh, you have to pay us 50 bucks for to uh, put it in water for you. And put the flavor pack <laughs> on top. Um, it's a nice flavor pack. It's though. a good flavor. It's good. It's good. It's gourmet. Um, uh, so, how about you, Matt? Hey! <laughs> I, don't, I don't like this. I don't feel like I need to have a catchphrase. I'm just going to say, hi. All I said Maddie. was hello. It wasn't really and a catchphrase. We lame... Wah-dah. Um <laughs> That's incredible. Those commercials, those commercials yeah. <laughs> were the best. 
See, no, they were definitely they were definitely not. The they best. were not the oh, best. I love them. Definitely and not they did the, the wasabi. Actually, that's the first time I ever heard of wasabi. They, the one time they were in the Japanese restaurant and they were, they did the wasap, um, the Budweiser guys, and they were they made it into wasabi. <laughs> like, what the heck does that mean? I had no, I hadn't had sushi. I didn't have sushi till after I got out of college, so I didn't know what wasabi was. This brings so up I an had, interesting point. At what point did sushi become like one of your favorite foods? It it, it was definitely well after when you're in California. Yeah, I, I was in California. It was the first time I had it, and uh, I pretty much loved it right away. And it was probably not too long after that that I started calling it my favorite. So uh, actually, I haven't had it in a while. I need to get some. I need to get some sushi, but. Uh, things are good here in Woburn. I, uh, I, I didn't Woburn. have... I didn't we all have hung any... out Friday night and we did not record a podcast together. No, we just hung yeah, out. Yeah, we should have done that. I have an idea. For our 50th podcast, we should do it in person. Okay, okay we're folks. coming up on what it. What number are we on? Uh, no, I think we're 44. 44. We shouldn't need that as an excuse. We should just be able to do it. Like, nah, let's make Kevin, it special. Just microphone. Let's make it special, Matt. Yeah. Don't try to trivialize Yeah. It. Like, you trivialize everything else. <laughs> I don't trivialize. What are you talking about? That's, I don't that's know. I'm just trying to say mean things and hurt you. This is this is the PMA episode, Pat. Remember. Uh, well, I No, for Kevin, Kevin has this thing. It's the summer of positivity. I'm trying to support him. I'm talking about PMA, positive mental attitude. Kevin, where did that all stem from? Like, why all of a sudden do you need all this po- – like, were you in a negative black hole or something? I, it wasn't me. It wasn't me personally, but it came from – It was. it's so stupid. Do you really want me to tell you? Yeah, especially it, if it's stupid. It came from, <laughs> especially that is true. It came from a couple different places where I don't know. I mean, we were talking. We were talking last Friday about how, you know, how annoyed lately we've gotten at at Facebook generally, and it was sort of like the straw that broke the camera's back sort of situation where someone posted something negative about it was stupid. It was about some stupid movie. That I happened to like, and I was just like, why the fuck do you have to post something negative all the time? And then on top of that, then I read someone's, I was reading, I forget who it was, but I was going back and reading someone's tweets or old posts about, they were like, I remember they were live tweeting the Oscars, and I was reading these old tweets, and it was the most fucking obnoxious, fucking, the worst sort of obnoxious Film school, film criticism, awful, snobby tweets about the Oscars. And those two things combined with each other to just annoy me so much that I was like, fuck. I was like, forget it. Like, we need more. We need to talk more about what, like, gets us excited instead of shitting on everything all the time. And I admit, I'm one of those people that did it. So this is more of a self-correcting thing for you me. Did. I was just, just like, about to say that. Does this does this mean that that anytime I bring up something about liking Matthew Sweet or anything post Summer Teeth Wilco or anything, I like, like Matthew no. Sweet. You like, like Kevin like Matthew? I do like well, Matthew Sweet. Insert anything that I like that you've been like. Nope, terrible. Exactly. Does That's that the kind of thing I'm not going to do at least for the summer. Oh, okay. I did do that with one of your Billy Joel posts the other day, but then I posted a dope cover. By That's true. That's true. Games. Speaking of covers, what happened with Madonna? I, I didn't see the performance. She just did a bad job with Prince or something? Um, she, she covered up she her seems to get a lot of Stevie shit. Wonder, and I guess she didn't do a good thing. I didn't see it either. Um, I didn't Kevin, see it. Did you see it? No. Game of Thrones was on, so I totally missed it. And I didn't, oh. see, I didn't see what happened. Um, I, yes, people, I, people I really, get people really getting their weird feelings about Madonna. I think she did a serviceable job. I don't know. From what I heard, like if Questlove said it was cool. I'm cool with it. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Questlove was just like calm down, and so I'm just like, 
I mean, people obviously have their opinions about Madonna and about, you know, some people don't even think she's a good singer. But, I don't know. I mean, it, let's She's definitely back. not a great singer. She's not a great singer, but I mean, whether we like it or not or whatever, she was legitimately a f- friends with Prince. Like, they used to hang out. So, I mean, and plus, like, after this, there's going to be, like, 30 more Prince tributes, so I'm sure there's one you're going to find to like. So, people just like to, actually, get all in their, people like to get all in their feelings about weird things. They were not in a positive, they were not PMA with that performance. Well, the whole like. internet is not PMA about anything. The internet is the absolute. I was, uh, I was texting with Kate Ale, friend of the pod, occasional f- f- uh, former sit-in at the pod. Yeah, uh, she hasn't had to sit in in a long time. No, I should um, ever sit in sometime for sure. Well, what we were, I was, I, I had uh, the, the Spotify playlist on shuffle, and uh, Papa Do Preach came on, and I was like, damn, I like this song. And I was just like reminded that Kate doesn't like Madonna, so I, was, I texted her and I asked her to remind me again why she didn't like her, and she's just basically said she didn't really consider her to be like a musician. She's more of like she sees her more as a pop star and then, and a persona, like an like this iconic persona. Um, who pushes boundaries and stuff, and she gives her props for that. But she just, yeah, her music just doesn't do it for her. And I'm like, I just, I mean, maybe I can see like that, her but voice, her early but songs are. Dope, she's so yeah. catchy, man. She's got. I mean, is, I mean, to be very fair, she's got some really good stuff. Yeah, I'm, I, I fucks with I fucks with Madonna. I'm a, I'm a huge fan, especially her early shit. I love well, it. And Kate admitted it. that there were a couple of songs. Like she said, she really liked "Like a Prayer." Um, which is, I, I, I think that's just a fantastic song as well. It is but, a great song. But yeah, for the most part, just, and it's just, it's interesting to me because I think that she's very palatable and I think, I guess maybe if you just really hate her voice, which again, I don't find that offensive. Um, so I never heard that. I never until, understood. Yeah. Like, I don't think it was until um, I became friends with Kate that I started hearing that particular criticism about Madonna. I mean, I, I realize I'm not the one, I can't, I'm not that good at detecting what's a great voice, what isn't a great voice, and I'm sure she has a lot of help in that department, but, I mean, you really can't front on just some of her songs in general, even if she might have needed some help. Like, Express Yourself is a jam. Like, all-time jam to me. Yeah, she has great, great tunes all around. I mean, I I will have to take Kate's... I don't think Madonna's... Well, I mean, she's not a terrible singer, but there's definitely more talented. But, you know, pop music, you know... Someone like Kesha can't sing at all. Yeah. Is probably a worse singer, and she had a bunch of hits. So you know. It's, well, yeah, it's not like it's not like Madonna's doing a lot of this, you know, kind of rapping over songs, you know, and just kind of speaking. I mean, she's actually singing. Maybe she doesn't have a great range. I never really thought about that. I mean, I guess that's she probably sounded, true. She, she did well but, with Evita, right? Like I feel like those songs she sounded pretty solid. I guess. I, I mean, to really my ears, they though, did, so but I, I don't. Yeah. 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 And I brought this up on the pod previously, but I have to say it again. When my dad died, my dad was a real stodgy, tough Irish Catholic guy. The only tape he had in his car was the Avita soundtrack with Madonna. <laughs> is that wow. true? That is, uh, yeah. He, yeah, he was... And it's funny, I was reading... There's this great UFC fighter, Chuck Liddell, and he's yeah. kind of this gruff, manly man. But he loved... Uh, he loves musical theater. And I was like, ah, oh, that's sort of like my dad in a way. That's almost no. one of those things like... Uh... Except my dad probably had a worse temper than Chuck Liddell did. But that... That's for that's for not this podcast, but my therapist. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's, like, that's like that thing where... Um, do you guys know who Mick Foley is? Yeah. Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah that's, that thing, yeah, that's that thing where Mick Foley's like favorite artist is Tori Amos. <laughs> 
Yeah, I feel like the more we learn about him, the more non-traditional he seems, though. He's very non-traditional, yeah. So, whereas my dad was not so non-traditional. Like, you wouldn't look at your dad and be like, that dude definitely has the the Avita soundtrack in his car. Yeah. That surprised me, and also he was a big advocate for um, gay and lesbian rights, actually. Is that true, really? Um, Yes, yes. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Well, my my family, though we're Irish Catholic, we're definitely left-leaning Irish Catholics. Um, So, yeah. Anyways, there's definitely. History, I would just want to say there's definitely a period of time. If my father got passed away, you know, uh, well, he's now. Your father I don't passed know. away. Dad if passed he did away. pass away today, I don't know what would be in. Probably oh, just okay. like Find Young Can- his Find Young Cannibals album. But yeah, I was just gonna say he likes was, Find Young Cannibals. Oh, well, this was like 20 years ago, like the late 80s or whatever. I, actually, that's 30. There's some hits now. on that record, wow, man. So, there were some hits. But he, that's one of the albums. Yeah, my dad listened to the Raw and the Cooked. What a weird voice and weird looking front man. Yeah. It's just weird for my dad to just love that album. So yeah, that's a lot of weird going on. Wait, did though. he have like, was it that album and he had something else, right? Buster Poindexter? Yeah. <laughs> and, Whitney, and Whitney Houston's, uh, I, I don't know, the, the one that had all the hits on I Want to Dance with Somebody and The Greatest Love of All, all those songs, whatever. Ed Rudman so he, is a legend, man. Yeah, he's something. <laughs> He's enjoying his time in Spain, I'm sure. Ah, uh, there you bro. Kevin, what sort of music did your parents listen to? What are they? Well, it's funny. My parents probably hewed more to. I'm gonna. I'm making an assumption to probably hewed more to what your dad probably listened to. I, my dad is interesting because he is way more into like oldies, like oldies, oldies, especially like doo wop and stuff like that. But yeah. he definitely likes like oldies, like rock oldies. Um, he loves stuff. He loves like Frank Sinatra and that sort of stuff. Um, but then he has some crooners. But then he has some weird outliers from the seventies. Like he loves ABBA, and he loves <laughs> who doesn't man? That's true. He loves the Bee Gees. Like there's like so few weird the Bee Gees like were great. there's a few weird like outliers that don't go with the rest of what he likes. But other than that, it's like oldies and like crooners and. And stuff like that. That's really where I got, like... I mean, like, if we, I was in the car with my dad and my parents, we'd definitely be listening to, like, some sort of oldies, definitely. Yeah, it's funny. Both my parents were actually born before World War II. Mm-hmm. So they weren't part of the baby boomer generation. So I didn't, I didn't come with any of that cultural um, legacy that I think a lot of my... Because like, my parents were much older than almost all, everyone else in my grade. Yeah. Um, so they were more like Tony Bennett, Frank Sinatra. Yeah. But my mom liked like early rock and roll and some. She liked R and B and soul music. She like she likes I should say. I also grew up with a lot of like classical music and traditional Irish music. Yes. I heard a lot of. Yeah, so. totally. All of those things. Um, I'm in Boston. I should see more live Irish music. I got a. There's a lot of great venues that do. Let's that. go but see anyways, some trad. Of, some trad. That's right. Exactly. Traditional Irish music. But anyway, enough of like my social music? plans. It can be. What's that? Is that just like fiddle music? It can be. I mean, it's just Irish music, so you never know what you get. There's fiddles, there's guitars, there's banjos, there's accordions, there's drums. Yeah, I mean, if you there's if the you House like of Pain. Sort of stuff, it's House of Pain. Um, I mean, there's like there's stuff always going thin around Lizzie? in uh, at places in Somerville. What? <laughs> thin Lizzy. Thin Lizzy. One of the greatest no. Irish bands of all time. The Commitments. 
the commitments. They're not as good not as Van Morrison. Cran- not the Cranberries. They kind of sucked. <laughs> oh, whatever. Cranberries had some no, good songs. No, she had a great voice. Don't get me wrong. I just it, no. You said the Cranberries suck. I was just saying they had some good stuff too. Yeah, I could totally no. Unlike Madonna, yeah. though, I totally get if somebody listened to Dolores O'Riordan from the Cranberries and got all like yeah. cringy when they heard her sing. I totally get that. Like that is that is it's a, that's a type. It, it, that's the type of voice that I get. If so, yeah, if somebody's something. like, I don't like that, that absolutely makes sense to me because she like yodels this weird, yeah, this this weird sound that's very distinct and unique. But um, it's ancient Celtic singing, my man. Yeah. I think she has Enya's some good not pipes. like that. Enya? Enya's uh-huh. not like that. Enya's like very soothing. They play Enya at my yoga class. It makes me want to sing. Uh, I kind of, I fucks with Enya actually. I like Enya's Enya. good. Enya's good for comment for like going to yes. sleep. Enya's fantastic. But speaking of PMA all day, positive mental attitude. Today's topic, we wanted to keep positive. We often talk about shit we don't like. But today, let's flip it on its head. Today I want to talk about stuff that we didn't like in the past but have come around on. So it can be movies, music, books, though Matt doesn't read and I don't watch TV. But whatever. Is there anything in the past that you didn't like that now you do? Maddie, let's start with you. See, most of the stuff for me comes from my childhood. Um, I don't really remember anything of significance you know, in recent years or, you know, when I was in college that I was like, oh man, I hate that. And then I legit came around on and now I'm a big fan of. So the stuff that I kind of think of, um, you know, one of the first things that popped up in my mind was Wilco. Um, And that was kind of like a transition on my brother had. Did you dislike them or you were more neutral on them? I kind of dis. well, I was a little probably neutral to leaning towards, I just don't like this. I would rather, it's boring to me, you know. Um, my brother was in college and he brought home being there, which was their second album. It's a double album. And I don't know. I was still like that at that point in the mid late nineties, I was still kind of in, you know, grunge era and stuff. And I liked heavier music and Wilco, that album is not very heavy. It's very, a lot of acoustic stuff. It's a lot of mellow stuff. Um, country even, you know, like there's some country elements to it. And by, and I wasn't into alt country or anything at that point. Um, and Mike would, my brother Mike would play it a lot, play it all the time and stuff. And I was just like, man, can we, can we, can we play something that's got a little bit more beat, a little more a upbeat? A little more oomph? Um, yeah. So, um, but I, and I don't remember exactly what it was, but I think eventually I got that album on, because um, I liked, I did like some of the songs, some of, you know, as I would hear, I'd be like, okay, I, I think Hotel Arizona was a song on that album that I liked. Um, Is that an Eagles cover? It was <laughs> no, uh, no, it was not. It was a legit original. Um, but uh, I think I eventually got the album on like a BMG club. You know, I got, <laughs> I got that for like a, a penny. For a penny. For those of you who don't know, that was the the music club you could join and buy one album and get like fifty for free, uh, quote unquote free. Um, but I got that, and so I would listen to it a little bit more, and um, and I did it did it did start to grow on me. I started to like them, and then they did Summer Teeth a couple of years later, which was much more of a pop oriented album, and that really kind of took off um, my affinity for Wilco. But um, but yeah, like a lot of just briefly some other things. Just it's it's stuff that I initially saw or heard and I didn't like, and um, and then it just kind of let it sit for a little while. But I didn't like Lebowski. When it first came out, the first wow. time I saw the Big Lebowski, I, I got it, this I, is really weird, but I, I was the same way. It took me, it took me, wow, it took me yeah. two, it took me two 
two times watching it, maybe three before I really got into it. Right. The first time I, I watched it, let's say this, let's say the same thing. It's just, it's, it's a di- because it's just so different. Totally. And I wasn't used to seeing movies like that. And I certainly wasn't familiar with the Coen brothers. Um, so when I saw that for the first time, I was like, what is, <laughs> it's, what is going on here? Yeah. Um, and I didn't see it for a while. And I think it wasn't until actually we were in California, uh, Kev, we were at your house and some of your house, I think Ed, and maybe Ryan were talking probably about Ed, it. Probably Ed and Ryan, like yeah. And I was like, all right, maybe I need to... So we watched it again, and I, I was like, okay. And then I watched it a third time, and then I yeah. fell in love with it. I think I was um, the exact same way as you, because I definitely was not into it the first time. And I think you're right. I think it was in California, finally watching it again with people, that I was like, okay. Like, at some point it clicked. But I remember the first time watching it being like, I'm just not into this. I thought... I yeah. couldn't believe it. Take it back to it now, like, I thought it was boring, like I couldn't remember, like not what. Yeah, it's like, like what's the not plot? waiting what's for it to end. Here? Yeah, exactly. Totally, which is yeah. totally weird because I love it so much now. But initially, I was like, I, I can't, I can't take it. Yeah. Um, so that was, the other, and then the other one that stood out for me. Um, I'll just do a third one quick. Is uh, Neil Young? Um, I, my parents liked Neil Young growing up, and that's one of the actually Harvest Moon is an album that my mom. I remember played a lot when if you've ever heard Harvest Moon, it's super mellow. It's very acoustic. And Neil Young's another talk about voices that are distinctive and I can absolutely see why people would hate Neil Young. He's yeah. just got one of that one of those voices, either you love it or you hate it. And um and I, for a while I'm like, I hate this. Like as a kid I liked hair metal, uh, and then I did get into grunge. Took me a while to come around to Nirvana and Pearl Jam, but I did. And so I always liked something that had distorted guitars, you know, louder, upbeat music and when my mom would just play <laughs> Harvest Moon, which is so not distorted and so chill, and his whiny voice, <laughs> I hated it. Um, did it but then he came it? out with the, but, but then he did Mirrorball with Pearl Jam, and he, and he rocked out the MTV Video Music Awards and I played ask, Rockin' yeah. in a Free World. And then I heard, then he was dubbed the Godfather of Grunge, and uh, so then I started listening to him more. And now I love all of this stuff. I love, I, and I love Harvest Moon now. So. Um, but I think a lot of those things just took me a while. To, it's, I just needed to listen to it more and be more patient, I think. Um, I feel like sometimes key. sometimes you're introduced to stuff when, in a weird sort of way, like it isn't the right time. And then you revisit it, right. it at a different time. And for whatever reason, that time is more right. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes it doesn't always work that way, but sometimes it does. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you. But it's you fun if, when it does. But then, but then, but then I felt like, oh, good, I like this now. Like I get it, you know. And it wasn't like I was faking it or trying to be, you know, no. know trying to either be cool or trying to like, you know. But it was, um, I got it. And then I once I liked it, I, you know, all those things like Lebowski, uh, Wilco, and Neil Young. I all big, big fan. Matt, you're an avid TV watcher. There's no TV show that you didn't like and then came around on, or you know maybe it improved in quality. Ah. Uh, no, if anything, I kind of like a, a lot of TV. If I don't like it, if I don't like a TV show, I'm not really going to stick yeah. with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more likely now, I, for for a while there, after Lost, like I, I started watching Lost in the beginning and I really liked it. And then there was that time period where like ABC and Fox, these networks started coming out with these shows that were trying to be like Lost, like, you know, these quasi like sci-fi um, mystery, mystery kind of movie shows like The Event. Oh, um, so bad. And The Event, I remember, was one. There was the Flash Forward, yep. which seemed like a cool concept, you know. But it sounds I like Quantum Leap. Yeah, Flash Forward was the one with like Ray Fiennes, I think, and it was the one where like you know everybody no, passes Fiennes. out. 
Oh, Joseph Fiennes. And so there's this. Was moment it better than Quantum Leap? No, Quantum Leap. No, they don't really. leap anywhere. But but they but everybody loses consciousness for like 15 minutes, and and then all of this stuff happens in, in between, and then they but they don't remember anything. So it's, it's so they just, made a whole show around that. Yes, yes, exactly. That's such a flimsy plot line. Well, but you got the that beginning straight. was kind of cool, but it's one of those shows again where they where they had the idea, but they didn't really flesh it out. So because it sounds like know, a better movie than TV show. Probably yes, because TV shows it's hard. If you if you do a pilot, you never know if it's going to take off, and if you don't have the full story flushed out, you know you could be in trouble. But so I would watch that, and I kept waiting for it to get, to get better, and it never did. So there's been shows that I've tried to get into, um, but I don't really recall any TV show that I didn't like and then came around on. If I don't like it, if I watch it like five or six episodes and I decide I'm done, I never go back. You know, at least I haven't yet. So. Um, TV's a little bit different for me, I guess. But what about Matt like... Harvey? Are you coming around to Matt Harvey? No, Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey needs to take a break. Matt Harvey needs to get rested, and uh, they need to stop pitching him for for right now. Yeah, um, man. He's and then he, now he's yeah. That's a separate issue, but yeah, not good. Matt Harvey's not pitching very well right now. Um, not at all. Not at all. No. All right. What about you, Kevin? Um, it's interesting too to go back for a second to what Matt was saying. I feel like. Matt, do you agree that there's so much good TV that if something doesn't yeah. grab you right away, it just goes by the wayside because you're like, there's like five other good shows I could be watching right now? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's still shows like, and I won't watch anything that's on network TV. It's got to be cable. You know, I'm not I'm not starting any new shows on Fox or CBS because it's just they don't I've like the shows that are as well written. I've become sort um, of a snob about that, too. Yeah. Um, very but I did, watch, I did there's start there's watching few... Bill- I started watching Billions that was on Showtime. And I yeah. watched about five episodes of that. I didn't like that. I watched Low Winter Sun was a show on AMC a couple of years ago, which I actually I started through. watching because my but a buddy of mine was in the pilot. My buddy, my buddy Steve, was in the pilot episode. Yeah. Um, for some reason, they didn't put him in anymore. <laughs> so it was pretty good, <laughs> but uh, but um, but that sh- I didn't like that show after you know. So yeah, so not really. I mean, yeah, I totally totally hear that. Um, well, one of the big ones when Pat when Pat brought up this uh, topic, one of the big ones for me that I definitely did a one eighty one a one eighty on uh, for someone Drake. Yep, yep, it was Drake. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Drake for a long time. I just thought he was just like the wackest. But then I saw him his first appearance on Saturday Night Live, and I decided to just give him a chance. And I think what I flipped in my head is just like. I started enjoying Drake's whole persona, I guess you could say. <laughs> Drake is pretty amazing. Yeah. Lint Rollers at the Raptors game was pretty amazing. It's, yeah, the lid roller was amazing, his his dancing. And Wait, what was the lid roller? What, uh, is, what is that? He just was at the Raptors game. He, was, front he had seat. four seats at the Raptors game. They call a timeout, he just whips out a lint roller and just starts lint rolling his <laughs> pants, and like, but like vigorously. Yeah. And it's just like, who would ever do that? Just Drake. Who, it's, it's, Have you ever seen anyone whip out lint rollers at a basketball game? Never. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I, don't, well, I don't watch the NBA very much either. But no, I haven't. No, that's true. But uh, yeah, I just sort of got into him and just how, I don't know, he could just be ridiculous but and then be so weirdly earnest in another way. And I got into uh, 0 to 100 is like a legit, like really good song that I enjoy. That's a banger. So yeah, I just sort of I just sort of did a 180 on him after like after shitting on him for a long time, and I just 
And sometimes, and this is a weird sort of thing to say about him since he is a musician, but sometimes it's not always, like, the music. Maybe I don't always love, love, love his music, but, like, I enjoy him. Like, there's something about him that I used to dislike that... He's pretty funny. That he's, sort of got And you don't know if he's head. in on the joke or not, you know what I mean? I guess that's the other sort of mystery to me is whether he's... If this is all intentional or if he has no idea... Of what he's putting out, I think for I don't know. I think it's a little from column A, a little I think from he has column to have B. Some idea. Uh, yeah, I just it's funny, but I think that's sort it of is. the mystery for me. Is like how intentional is this? But yeah, is I don't he know. Like I, Lil B at all? Do you think he's like Lil B in terms of persona versus music for you? Because you hate Lil B's music, but you love his persona. So yeah. therefore, you love Lil B. I, I gotta I gotta admit, there's probably more Drake music that I like than that I actually like Lil well, B's I music. Hope so. Lil B's music is horrendous. But uh, Matt, how many songs have you even heard? Uh, he has eight thousand of them. Yeah, he has eight thousand songs. That's true. I have. I've probably have only heard about five Lil B songs. That's like when we got in the fight about Van Halen versus Van Hagar, and then you didn't even know any Sammy Hagar songs by Van Halen. <laughs> and it, it's the no, same I knew thing. them. I just no, no, no. The, I knew some. I knew a lot of the ones you were talking about. I just didn't know them by name. Yeah. Right. 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 It's true. Don't. There's some stuff I didn't know, but anyway. Let's not start yeah, this. Drake, that that's, that's that's Van Hagar, Van Roth thing starts civil wars. <laughs> let's not let's not get back on that again. Um, but Drake, I definitely came around to. Um, he was the first one I I, I thought of. Cap, do you? I'm sorry. Just do you now? The music, like his early stuff, like when you when you hated him or didn't like him. Do you like that music now, or do you? Yeah, I've I mean, gone back see, and listened to some of his. Are you seeing it differently? Does it does his persona yeah. turn around and does his persona make you see them? But I also, I, I guess, also the thing that I should also bring up too, and this is sort of my my thing about my summer of enthusiasm, is the fact that like for a lot of things in a shitty way, I recognize this about myself: is that like I can be like the real king of snap decisions and like hold on to some really? like yeah, shut up, and I can hold on to my. Uh, I can hold on to these positions for way longer than I should. And then a lot of times, yeah. like, there's a lot of stuff I go back and re-examine and be like, ah, shit, I was completely wrong. Drake's one of them. I go back and listen to his older stuff, and I'm like, no, he has some, some good stuff. Some stuff is a little, uh, some stuff is still maybe not, I'm not feeling everything, everything. But, right. you know, he does, have, he does have some good stuff, and he does legit so, have some good rhymes. So what do you think it was about him that turned you off so much early on? I think it was just a change in perspective about, uh, I don't know how to put it. I think it's just a change in perspective about, uh, I don't know how it to put like it. seems like the Saturday Night Live episode yeah, I feel like kind of opened um, some space in your psyche for you to see him a little bit more positively. And once that happened, you were able yeah. to view maybe the music a little more neutrally than uh, than as a negative place. And, yeah, and to enjoy him and his... I, like, I don't even know if you could call the persona, but enjoy him and his personality more than I did. Um, I We talked about this before. You know, personality goes a long way, and I think he's like... I don't know. He just Sometimes he just puts this air out there where he's like... It seems like he's almost trying a little bit too hard, and he's like a little bit... Mm-hmm. He's a little bit earnest, and I don't know. There's just something I happen to like about him, even though he's... I like him because he's a living meme. Yeah, and he's just like, and he's just sort of funny. I don't know. Yeah, I just it, it, it's it, like Pat said it the best, but uh, yeah, I'd have to go. I'd have to. I'd have to say that. But um, 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know a whole lot of his music, uh, but I I do watch Saturday Night Live, and I have seen him the times that he's hosted. I think he's fantastic. I think he's one of the more. I think he's one of the most comfortable hosts yeah. that I've seen on that show. And I know he's been. A, he was like a child actor, I think. Maybe yeah, he was on Degrassi. Growing up, um, Degrassi High, the reboot, <laughs> Next Gen. He was in a but, wheelchair. Yep. Was he really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. But on uh, the show, not in real life. Right, right. Didn't he just host recently? Yeah, it was like two episodes. The, the Did second he host the episode. season finale? The, the penultimate episode. No, the, the season finale was Fred Armisen. But Drake was, uh, yeah, he's great. He's very funny. He's very comfortable. Um, and he's a good performer. I mean, I, I don't really know. The music that he, when he performs, I know he does those weird dances and stuff. But uh, but you can tell he's definitely a good, he's, he's very talented. So, I, I you know, I, I def, I'm not a huge fan of his, I don't really know a lot of his music, to be honest. But, uh, but he, I, I definitely respect him. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I totally, I totally feel that way. Pat, what about you? Man, I've been riding with Drake since the get go. I know. I should have, and that's the thing I feel bad about. I was like, why didn't I listen to Pat O'D a long time ago? I know, and he. I think the first one I ever really loved was the best I ever had. Yeah, I just love that song. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some funny lines in that, and I was, I, I was a, a huge fan of the. Original Degrassi Hyde show. Yeah, it's like the only show I watched that wasn't a cartoon when I was a kid for some reason. Yeah, was it on like was it on like PBS or something? What's that? Like around here, was it on like PBS or something? Yeah, it was. um, I think it might. That's a good question. What? It might have been PBS. It was on something like that. I bet since it's from Canada network, would it have been on? Yeah, it must have been PBS. That's so weird. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, But yeah, that was a great show. For me, there was a couple things in mind. The, the one that really stands out to me, and maybe it's not—it's kind of in the spirit of things. But for through high school, you know, Dave Matthews came about, mm-hmm. and I thought I—I fucking hated it. that Ants Marchy song. <laughs> I still hate it, and I was like, "Fuck that fucking hippie and all that fucking horse shit." All right, so I hated that. And then um, in college, like I heard a couple tunes. And I used to no, I used to speak on Dave Matthews. I used to always run my mouth about him. And was like, fuck all the hippies at UMass. Fuck Dave Matthews. You know, kind of like Tupac's hit him up sort of thing. Yeah. And um, but then I started. I heard like Crash. I liked, and then like some of the slow jams. I was like, oh no, I kind of like some of it. <laughs> yep. So like when my roommate wasn't in the room to kind of <laughs> like, keep it a secret, uh, I would listen to the Crash album, which I still like a lot, actually. Was it your roommate's and album? One day he came home, and I wasn't expecting him, and I had it on, and he's like, you fucking like Dave Matthews, <laughs> you talk so much shit. And then we got in a huge fight, and I think I slapped him and told him not to tell anybody. <laughs> it's someone I knew from high school, so I mean, it was fine. But it, like, it definitely got physical. I wrestled him to the ground and stuff. And then after that, oh, I was man. like, you know what? I like Dave Matthews. Fuck it. I don't care. But what's funny is, like, his later albums, I really don't... I like this one moment in time Dave Matthews and I really don't like anything else and I probably I don't know if it's still true but for a long time I've I had seen more Dave Matthews concerts than any other group and although I liked him I didn't love him love him it's just that tickets always seem to fall to yeah, the pool. yeah. And, you know he's huge at UMass so mm-hmm. it always seems like someone had an extra ticket and I would go along totally but you know to this day I really like the Crash album but before that oh man I used to run my mouth about him so much <laughs> so did you like did you go back and listen to like the, the under the table and dreaming um and and i've and, heard some stuff off that yeah so you yeah, did yeah. go I back didn't... to that and like that too yeah yeah there's actually some good songs off of that as well but um when it, so yeah, when did you I, stop when did it start falling did you like when then it was before these crowded streets and then he then he did yeah that was okay and then after that i just 
Yeah, like, that's I when I kind of never... I, I always kind of liked him, and then yeah, before these crowded streets, that was I remember after that I was like, yeah, I don't really care as much. Um, but yeah, that, <laughs> that's freaking funny that you, you guys got into a physical altercation. Oh yeah, I mean, it was half a just half you. serious because I was pissed at him, and cause he was <laughs> he treated me like I treated you that time. He didn't get to go on the ski trip. He was all oh, in my God. face. And, <laughs> um, but he's, never, he's I've never. Tr- Oh. He's a savage troll. He's a savage troll. Pat, he's not as bad as felt, me, but he's Pat. You must have felt like he like me. just walked in and caught you like jerking off or something. Yeah, it was sort of like that. <laughs> it was sort of like he caught me watching weird porn or something. That's what it felt like. <laughs> and the other thing that that also I I always think about was um and because it also has to do with hippies is uh, dazed and confused. Mm. I saw that once and I was like, fuck these fucking hippies, <laughs> fuck this fucking movie. You know, same yeah. same thing in my head. But then I, I I saw it like again recently, know, probably like uh, maybe like five years ago, and I was like, holy shit, this is really good. Because I mean, Richard Linklater is one of my favorite directors, yeah. And there's a real warmth and humanity to Today's and Confused. I love that it. Goes beyond just stupid hippies in Texas. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's a really fucking good movie, and I can't mm-hmm. front on that. So that's another one I came around. I, the first time I saw it, I was like, ah, fuck all, you know, like get a job, you know. <laughs> Or whatever, and um, but the second time I saw it, I, I saw like there's this warm nostalgia and humanity to it yeah. that, that I, I really came to enjoy. So those are the two things that when I was asking the question that I really came around on. And another thing that I think about, like growing up as a kid, I I don't know, I was very against modern music until I was like 11 or 12 for some reason. I was super into oldies and like classic rock to a degree. Yeah. It's probably because of my parents. Not that they shun modern music or anything, but you know, that's just what I grew up around. Was a lot of that. It's just you what you heard. Classic yeah. rock. Yeah. Oh yeah. There was wow. WCGY in Boston. I yeah. Ninety three seven. But I remember it all flipped. It seemed when I heard Def Leppard's "Pour Some Sugar on Me," <laughs> and it like opened up modern music. Like seriously, it's it's seriously. It was before "Pour Some Sugar on Me," and then after "Pour Some Sugar on Me," and then like everything changed. Where did you? So Def Leppard opened the modern world to me. They were the Marco Polo or something, <laughs> um, opening up these whole other the frontiers that I never knew about. To me, it was Joe Elliott. I never and knew that. About that you. I, ne- I never knew that, that either. The door to hair metal. What year was that? Was that 88, like eighty-eight? Eighty-eight. What was it? Eighty-nine. It was like. Well, no, pour some no, sugar pour, on me? Hysteria was 87 or 88. Really? Yeah. Wait, I'm going to look. I think oh, it's wow. 89. So, yeah. When, I, I guess I was even younger than I than I thought. So it must have been 8 or 9 or something when that came out. Do you know where you were when you heard it? I don't remember where I was, but I remember like hearing it a few times and seeing the video on MTV. I was like, oh, shit. I like this modern shit now. Like Did I was kind to- of like freaked out, but I was also kind of interested. Like very Irish Catholic feeling yeah. <laughs> maybe that you would have towards sex after you have sex for the first time. Like, oh, shit. I kind of feel bad, but I kind of really like it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought – I didn't know it came out in 86. Oh, no. Eighty-seven. That's right. August third, nineteen eighty-seven. Yeah, it came out in August nineteen eighty-seven. And then it was on the Billboard for the rest of eighty-seven of all of nineteen eighty-eight, which is. But I I feel like is that true? Oh, dude, that that album was ubiquitous. It had had six half the album were like number one singles, basically. That's incredible. I heard that they didn't. But pour some sugar on me wasn't the first release, though. No, I think uh, hysteria. Animal was on there. Animal Animal was. Yeah. Pour Some Sugar on Me was the third single. Yeah, so it was a little bit, it wasn't 80, it was a little bit later on that. Um, you are probably like, you are probably close to 10, dude. Yeah, so that seems started, about right yeah. then, my memory. 
Yeah, it reached number two in 1988, and that's more my memory, I think. Nine, ten years old. Were you that's crazy. Were you like in someone's car or something? No, you know, it's just one of those things where it was always on the radio. You know, Dude, I had it was the video. System. It was the video with his ripped up jeans. Yeah. A lot of ripped up jeans. A lot of girls. Not that I was, you know, so into girls then. Um, but, you know, a little something's going on when you're 10, 11 years old. And, yeah, I just... Def Leppard, I mean, to this day, you know, one of my favorite bands ever. Uh, they really introduced the modern world to me. <laughs> so thank you. They really did. That's incredible. I think it's... Uh... I think it's interesting how, you know, a lot of these things that we're talking about, it's just so much of the reason that you, that it sounds like we initially disliked or hated something just had nothing to do with other than the fact that coming in with like some sort of bias or some yeah. sort of preconceived notion. It's like, you know, like yes. Days and Confused, it's like a bunch of hippies, like you hate hippies to begin with. So it's like, I'm not going to like, it's like you almost convince yourself you're not going to like it before you even yeah. hear it or see it. Um, so yeah, it's just, I think it's kind of interesting and, you know, to, and, and, and all the more reason to, all right, let me just see what it's like. You know, if you go with things a little bit more open-minded, um, which I yeah, think I've gotten better at, but it's if, still if, hard sometimes, but, um, yeah. but I think that's important because well, you it There's is. a couple of cases where there was no confirmation bias that would get in my way. I mean, two of my favorite albums ever, actually, I didn't like when I first heard them, and that's Paul's Boutique by the Beastie Boys and Pinkerton by Weezer. Yeah, yeah. I heard well, both I those think, albums... And I was just like, uh, in each case. And then over time, they, they really grew on me. And now I just, I adore both those albums. Well, let me ask you this, though. Did you go back to those albums because on your own? Or did you go back to them because you heard somebody else? Because yeah. bias can work the other way as well. Because the first time Pinkerton, I same thing, I didn't like. I was like, man, I, I want another Blue album. And I didn't listen to it for a couple of years. And then a buddy of mine was told me, no, you got to go back. It's really, yeah. really good. I think and it was something so like that's that, but... the reason I went back. Yeah, I think I went back to Pinkerton because I had heard that it was... I must have read it in Spin. I was a huge Spin reader. And maybe they did something about how it was getting this cult following. So I was like, all right, let me revisit it and maybe see what I was missing. Because you did like Paul's the first Boutique, one, I don't, right? I think Paul's Boutique, I just it just grew on me. I don't know why I went back to it. I mean, I, I definitely wasn't into the Beastie Boys in 89 when they dropped it. I was 10 years old or 11. So I probably got into Beasties really like 92, 93, 94... And then I got it about then. I was like, eh. and then when I got to college, four or five years later, I revisited it for some reason, and I don't know why. And it just blew me away. I was like, holy shit, this album is just unreal. You know, maybe I wasn't quite far along enough in yeah. my music listening evolution to really appreciate it. Because Pulse, Pulse Boutique isn't going to jump out at you like tracks yeah, and it check can your be, head or yeah or it, ill communication will. It's a little. It takes a little more work. Yeah. Um, well, that can definitely yeah. happen. It's and, and that was for a while. That was one of my favorite things in music when I had when I would buy CDs. It's like you get an album and you listen to it, and you know it does. You don't really feel it, or there's a part of it that you don't really feel, and you're like, uh, like Radiohead's "Pablo Honey" comes to mind because I really like the first half of that album. It's where some of the singles came from and stuff. And the second half, like I, I for a while, I just never finished listening to. It. I just would stop it after like the sixth track, and it wasn't actually until I think we were in. I think we were in California, like in 2000. I started listening. I just listened to the whole thing. And I was like, why did I stop? Like, the second half of this album was really good. And it wasn't because anybody had told me to go back to listen to it. It's not like anybody was, I mean, 2000s when Kid A came out. So it's not like anybody was like, oh, you got to go back and look, listen, <laughs> listen to Pablo Honey. Um, so sometimes it would just come on its own. And I love that. And I actually really, really miss that. Because I love that. There's some, there's some moments where I rediscovered it on my own. And uh, and even once when you do it because of, of of suggestion or whatever, that was always a really fun musical 
listening experience for me. Um, and there's not a ton of albums that I felt that way about, but, um, but it, 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 it was, it did kind of make that album more special. I think after, after that happened. Um, yeah, some, some are, will you'll love right away. Like I think the right. blue album. Yeah. And then some yeah. take time like Pinkerton. Well, on that note, we're uh, getting a little long in the tooth here on this. Why don't we go to the weekly special? Oh, God, I haven't thought of anything. I'll have to think of something. Kevin, go ahead. Uh, for my weekly special, I'm going to go with uh, Chance the Rapper's new uh, free mixtape called uh, Coloring Book. It's uh, really, really good. Um, particularly one song, he, has, does, he does two songs called Blessings. One of them's a remix. Um, and they're both really good. Um, and it's really positive about bringing together the city of Chicago, and it's sort of de- dedicated to Chicago. Um, he's one, too, actually, that I could have put on my list, where at first I wasn't that into him, because he has a really interesting, slightly weird flow that's hard to get into. Yeah, but I, still, I still have a hard time with him, to be honest. But at some point, for me, um, for at some point, it hit with me, and I really, really like him. It also could be the sort of thing where I really like him, so it sort of helps me like get more into his uh, his music. But th- this mixtape, I think, is really special, and um, if you're into that sort of thing, I highly recommend it. That's dope. That's dope. Maddie. I don't have a whole lot, but I did. Uh, this is a couple of weeks ago. Started watching the show on CNN of all places. Uh, this comedian W. Kamau Bell. Yeah, uh, you watch United Chains. You watch United Chains. Yeah. America? Oh, Kamau I did. I saw great. him. I saw him on, and it, I didn't really. I think I might have recognized him from something before, but I'm not really familiar with his. He comedy. used to have that show on. Um, Chris Rock produced it. Um, shit, it used to be on FXX. I'm sorry. Keep talking. That's okay. Uh, but he was, I saw him on the, I think he was on the Daily Show and he was promoting his new show. It's called United Shades of America. And it's on, uh, it's on CNN and it's like a weekly show. It's an hour long. And basically the thing to think that, 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 that piqued my interest the most was, so he's a big African American, uh, dude. And the first episode he goes in and he starts, um, interviewing and trying to learn more about the KKK. Um, which, oh my I mean, God. that's just, that yeah. So, unreal. He goes in the deep south in Kentucky and he interviews these these grand wizards. And so some of the guys he's interviewing are burning, act literally burning crosses, which I don't think they call them burning crosses. Cross they lighting. Like the, they, they light crosses. That's what I learned about the KKKs. They don't burn crosses. They light them. Um, but uh, but he, so he interviews those people, but he also interviews pastors, um, other people that are associated with the KKK. Um but in subsequent episodes, he goes to San Quentin and he inter- and he meets with prisoners. He meets with Latino, you know, Latino communities. Uh, the most recent one I saw, he was a, he walked the beat with police officers in Camden. And so he basically just tries to, you know, take all these issues, um, a lot of them racially uh, grounded, and um, you know, just kind of sheds light on things and tries to help educate people and himself on. Like why people do the things they do, why the system is the way that it is, and there's some humor in it. It's not always the funniest, um, but uh, but I think he does a good job of you know bringing some things to light and asking some really um, compelling questions. Uh, so uh, so it's 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 a good it's a good mixture. It's entertaining, but it's also very thought provoking and uh, um, provocative. He's a, so uh, he's really he's really really great. Uh, his his show on F- FXX that was produced by Chris Rock was called Totally Biased. But um, I actually listen to a podcast of his that he does he, every week 
called uh, Denzel Washington as the greatest actor of all time. Period. And he does it. <laughs> he does it with his friend uh, Kevin Avery, who's actually a writer on um, on the John Oliver show. And mm-hmm. it's a really, really interesting. It's a really great podcast. They obviously talk about Denzel, but they talk about a lot of other stuff. But uh, it's also, if you like him, it's it might be worth checking out. Cool. That's dope. I got nothing. <laughs> really? Yep. So we'll end it there. Thank you all. Pat, what was the last? Tuning. Wait, wait. What was the last? Pat's uh, just been listening to the Radiohead day and night, I, so he's got nothing I else. Literally, last week was not a good week. Was, I was sick. Uh, I got injured in class. I just. What was the last I, song you listened to today? Oh. I uh, I didn't have music at work because they uh, kicked me out of my office for the day, so oh. I had to work out. This is the saddest. I, I haven't listened to a single song to actually. No, the last song I heard today was um. Katy Perry. Whenever, no, no, actually, because I was listening to a song right before I started the podcast it, because I was. Retweeted by the guys from Yacht Rock, so I went and listened to some Kenny Loggins. Yeah. And to his duet with Stevie Nicks. Yeah. <laughs> whatever I call you, friend. Yeah. The last AM Gold hit, probably. That's the last song I heard. So oh, see, that's, that's great. Amazing. Go listen to some with Kenny Loggins. Loggins and Messina. Kenny Loggins. Pre soundtrack Kenny Loggins. Yeah, listen to some Loggins and Messina. They broke up in 76. When he was still smooth. Yeah. Before he went to the dark side. Yeah. Matt, have you seen the Yacht Rock web series yet? Uh, I saw. I've seen part of it, but it was years yeah. ago. You'd like. Uh, I haven't listened to the podcast yet, but I got. I got. Matt, you would that. like that, and you would love that podcast. I'm the too podcast busy listening is... to Mark Marin, Pat. So. Oh. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Better no, than don't me. hate. It's P. I know. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Better you. He had a good interview. You know what? He had a good interview with David Spade. I thought he had a, it. Was, it was interesting. Um, he. Uh, yeah. I can't. Those are two people I don't care about, and I'm going to end the podcast there. Thank you all for tuning in. And like Johnny Utah said to Bodhi, Viacon Dios. Yeah, we like the bomb, 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 bomb.